With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. This is your host, Doc. I hope everything's going well with you and yours. We're going to talk about a lot of things here today. I'm going to keep it brief. Keep it fun. I'm not going to bail you down with any bullshit. We're going to get to these stories. We're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about some sports. We're going to talk about some entertainment. We got to talk about Kanye, the coronavirus. You know what's going on out there in the world. We're going to talk about all those things. And we're going to, like I said, I'm not going to drag it on today. It's a beautiful day. It's hot. I would like to enjoy some UFC that was taped from last night. And I want to get to that. I want to get to just relaxing. Okay, so let's start off like we always start off, people, unfortunately. The coronavirus is out there kicking ass. We had 1,019 deaths Friday alone. 1,140 on Thursday. 1,135 Wednesday. 1,141 Tuesday. And this is ridiculous. This is United States of America. I'm only talking about the USA here. Because worldwide, there's 15.9 cases, 640 deaths. U.S., we have topped 4.1 million cases and 146 plus thousand deaths. Yet people are still not wanting to wear masks. People are still thinking that this is some kind of conspiracy theory. People are not willing to get vaccinations when and if they do come out. Because black people... I understand we have a reasonable hesitance when it comes to the United States government and any form of vaccinations. We have been tested. We have been tested on. We have been done dastardly by this government. But this is a situation where I'm not thinking about any kind of rapture. I'm not thinking about any end of days. I'm not thinking about getting the mark of beast. I am trying to live. Do I want to be in the first wave of people who get vaccinated? No. Would I like to see the studies show that these tests are working and people are recovering before I get it? Yes. And so I understand and I actually respect the idea that people are hesitant. But we have to live. I mean, what is going on with our world? Sports kick back off and we'll get to that a little bit later. Because I don't even know if anybody will call in today. But it was kind of weird to me to see baseball and basketball with no fans in the stands. I mean, I'm still adjusting to the WWE and other wrestling organizations being like that. So like I said, it's it's a very weird situation. And it's sad. I mean, we, we're treating this as a sad thing. Uh, people are pulling guns on people because of these issues you got a mask on you don't have a mask fuck you you're not going to respect me this is the government trying to trick us get us to do this that and the other i mean you got people now coming after the fauci family i mean that is ridiculous that this man who is 
causing no threat to anyone now has to hire security to protect his family because he's getting serious threats against him and his loved ones. And I don't care how you feel about Corona. I don't care how you feel about the government. You cannot sit there and say that in any way, shape or form, this makes sense to you, you know? You know, so Trump is saying it's going to get worse before it gets better. He tells people to to start wearing masks and hopefully his fan base, his cult members will start listening to their grandmaster. And he wants you to stay out of bars. But he also says he should not be judged on how he handled this crisis. And I think that's ridiculous. He's the United States president, like it or not. He is the commander-in-chief of the United States of America, and he has handled this, and his people have handled this in a horrible manner. We're back to almost in some places, we've, we've regressed. Instead of progressing, we've regressed. More people should not be dying. We're basically leading the world in deaths, and we're leading the world in cases. I know we are a huge country. But this does, like I said, it makes absolutely no sense to me. And and I don't understand it. I'm, I'm not trying to understand it. I just want the best for all of us. Black, white, I don't give a damn what nationality you are. I don't want you to get ill due to this virus. I want your family safe. I want my family safe. I want my buddies, uh, the people that I used to work with and such, to be healthy. I don't want them to come down with this dreaded virus because we don't know long term what this will be. You recover today and we don't know what it does to your inners, really. I mean, you know, stuff like this, you don't find out to a couple of years down the road how it affects the next generation, things of that nature. But I don't want to spend too much more time on Corona. Okay, so we have two hurricanes. One Hurricane Hannah hit Texas, and I'm sending my best wishes to those who are in the state of Texas. I wish that everything gets back to normal ASAP. I hope that you get the funding that you may need to rebuild for those who had damaged property. And we have Hurricane Douglas that is heading into Hawaii. I want Hawaii to be safe. I hope that it hits you like a feather. I hope that Hawaii catches no damage. Is this Ned Boy? Yes, sir. How you doing? All right, and yourself, sir? Everything's good. Fantastic. So, like I said, I was just talking about Hurricane uh, Douglas, and I'm hoping it hits Hawaii today like a feather. I mean, like with the power of a baby punch. I would hope no damage towards you. Now, definitely. Trump mentioned something earlier this week, and as a New York lifelong New York Yankee fan. This is disturbing me to my core. He's claiming, and and the president of the Yankees also is claiming, that Trump is set to throw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium next month when they play the Boston Red Sox. And I am hoping some way or another that this falls apart. I do not want Trump throwing out a first pitch for the Yankees. Not my Yankees. Pick another fucking team. Not my Yankees. And now I will be sick to my stomach. I wouldn't know how to view 
the ownership because this would be a as far as I'm concerned that this would be a validation of his candidacy by the New York Yankees, not the players, because the players have been taking a knee so far. Yeah. You know? That's crazy. I mean, they probably, I think they only doing it, I think if it was fans in the the crowd, they wouldn't do it because he'll get booed. So I think that's the only reason, probably. Yeah, but I don't even want to... Yeah, I don't even want him stepping foot in a city that he has done nothing but denigrate, that he's uh actually he's been ran out of town like Frankenstein. He yep. he said nothing but bad things about New York, I mean, for almost three and a half years now since he took office. I mean, this guy was born and raised in Queens and he acts like he hates New York. Yep. So, you know, he can go fuck himself and you can't get no more. And I'm telling anybody who's never been there. You can't get no more New York than Yankee. That is our shit. Uh, you go to New York on an average day, if you go through anywhere, you're going to see 500 fucking baseball caps and nobody's playing baseball. And that's winter, summer, spring, and fall. We love our Yankees. You know? So Trump wants the schools to open. Last week he comes out with that veiled threat about holding federal funds. But come to find out, his precious uh, Baron, his school's not fully reopening in the fall itself. So, you know what? Go fuck your kids, but my child will be safe. Exactly. I mean, that's how I feel like that's how I always have, especially with rich people. Yeah. Yeah. Let me send your kids to school and threaten the parents over it. But my kid, his school, and he knows this. Already, this is information he has in his front pocket that Barron School is not opening, so he'll be uh, doing his classes uh, telecommuting. But he wants you to put your child on a bus or train and send them to a classroom. No, I felt like when they found out that the numbers were higher and the deaths were higher in the minority African American in. Spanish community, Latin community, that's when everything was like, all right, fuck it. It's not not affecting us. Okay, we got somebody listening in. Who are you? They just left. Okay, I guess they didn't want to hear anything about black people or Hispanic people on a positive (laughs) note because they ran the fuck out of here. So I say uh, good riddance to you. I'm not sweating no one person, that's for sure. You know, so I did like this, and I want more of this. I need more of this. I need this to survive right now. Uh, Joe Biden puts out a campaign video, and he said those words, meaning when Trump said, I am not responsible, do not hold me accountable, those words never came out of our mouths. And Obama said, I agree. I mean, think about this. This man is the sitting president, and he said, it's not my responsibility what's going on with corona. I take no responsibility. I mean, how do you sit there and say something like that? You have to say, you know what? All this shit falls on my shoulder. And I want Obama and Biden to attack him 
you don't have to attack him personally. You don't have to ever say anything about his family or anything like that. You can let his record, you know, attack his record. He attacked bullshit like you're birthing. What country are you from? Tan suits. Um, yeah, go at him. Go at him. And go at him hard. Take the fucking gloves off. You know? Obama Didn't reminds me of the kid that grew up in school and never learned how to snap back. Oh, yeah. It was always that, that one up. kid. <laughs> he rolls, shit rolls off his back like a duck. Yep. But you know what? He is so intelligent. He is uh, such an orator that he could just say things, the slightest thing. All he did was just say, I, I agree. And you know what? Just those few words add power to what Biden's video said. So, you know what? That's a great thing. And then this, you know, this fucking Sarah Sanders, nobody asked for her. Nobody asked for her to come out of whatever cave she hides in. But she says that Trump should remind people that he's a compassionate man. And he's oh, doing everything to keep. Been. Yeah, when I say you haven't been compassionate. You know what? Thank you, Ned. He would have to not remind people. He would have to prove to people that he even has compassion. Right now, he has shown a lack of empathy for the citizens of the United States of America and other countries since he's taken office. Shit prior to taking office, to tell you the truth. But he should show how much he cares about people because at his core, that is who he is. Sarah Sanders, go back into your cave. And you know what? Just shut the fuck up. You gave up the job. Like I said, nobody's asking for you. Stop it. You're embarrassing. These, her and her father, Mike Huckabee, are supposed to be these Christian people. And then you have all these Christians who stand out there and don't abide to the least of the terms to show good Christianity. The least thing that you could do is be honest at all times. That's the least thing you can do. You answer, that's a man. You're not answering to a, a higher power. You're answering to a man, and you don't have to put him on a mount. You know? And, you know, then Trump comes out with his bullshit again that he's going he's gonna to skate around this one as long as he can. I don't know if I'm ready to commit that I'll leave if the election results show that I lost. Now, Biden yeah, did say funny, something uh, that made sense this week, too. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was saying that um, since maybe three years ago, Bill Maher's been saying he, he didn't think that Trump would leave. Uh, he, well, would, he, don't, he didn't think Trump would accept the election results. Okay, he can accept it like a three-year-old or not. He can crawl on the floor like Curly Moe or not. He will be dragged out of the White House by federal forces. And basically, that's what Biden said this week. He will use every bit of power that he has to have him. If he has to be forcibly removed like some clown, then that's what it will be. But you know what? You will listen to the voice of the people of the United States of America. Now, the only thing I don't like about it is. And I want to say this real quick because I have to say this. We got a lot of empathy from the general public 
the non-black American and niche and worldwide public. A lot of love poured in to the black community about what we've dealt with. People have said that I'm listening and people have started conversations and things have happened. Some things have been removed. We all know that it still comes down to what can we get done legally, law changing. But we got to um, triple OGs and OGs around the nation are slacking. They're not doing their motherfucking job. Tell your people to stop it. It's putting a bad eye on us again. We were just getting some love and us going buck wild, shooting up eight. I mean, like every fucking day in this city, eight shot, 20 shot. You know what? The prisons ain't going off like this. The motherfuckers are stopping whatever's going on in there behind those walls. We need some people who have some influence on the street to tell the brothers to take a chill pill because it just makes the world sit back and go, fuck them. You know what? After a while, they're going to say, fuck us again. Because we're not showing any restraint. Ned. And I don't care how a black person feels about what I say because it's the truth, man. New York is off the fucking chain. Chicago is acting ape shit. Even L.A. is taking a little bit of a break, man. We we got to do that, man. We got to be able to use the momentum we have for good to get us somewhere. Right now, it just seems like we're using this momentum to air grievances. And we're airing them at the end of a pistol. Be mad. Be mad as a motherfucker as society, man. Be mad at your government. Be mad at those laws that fucked you around. Be mad that Trump puts in all these federal judges that are going to fuck you if they get the chance. But, man, you got you to gotta look at that other brother and that other sister sometimes and see a brother and a sister and say, you know what? Not now. Just not this moment. You can't be shooting up fucking weddings and funerals. Not right now, man. This is this is it's outrageous. We, we we gotta we gotta get past that. Just for, I mean, I know shit's gonna go back to normal, but we gotta give it a break for a while, man. And see, that ain't got nothing to do with systemic racism. That ain't got nothing to do with society. That's personal shit, man. And that shit sometimes you gotta put your personal in your back pocket, man. And it bothers me. It, it bothers me a lot that every day I gotta fucking see this in the paper. Every single fucking day. Mm. 70 shot this weekend in Chicago. 63 shot in New York. But you don't see every state that has a huge black population doing this. Atlanta's not going crazy because obviously their street leaders got them to a certain degree of chill the fuck out. You're not, like I said, you're not seeing this in Philadelphia. You're not seeing this in New Jersey. You're seeing it basically coming out of Chicago and New York City. And I don't want to hear that the media is overhyping it. You know what? You get 70 motherfuckers shot at a hospital. That's still 70 fucking people shot at a hospital. Because I don't look at everything as a black conspiracy. Everything's not a black conspiracy. If a black man does a crime. It's not a conspiracy that he committed that crime. If a white boy does some funky shit, it's a white boy doing some funky shit. He don't represent the whole 
nation. There's no black man who represents me as a black man. I represent myself. You know, we got to get past that. Now, okay, before I even start on this, Net, we're going to take 10 seconds right here because this is where I'm going to throw in a commercial. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So, right now, we want to talk about Mr. West. Kanye West. Me personally, I don't know how you're going to think about him, Ned. I don't know how you're going to come at this situation, but I'm not going to make fun of Kanye. Kanye's in the kind of pain that I wouldn't wish on anybody. And I wish that somebody would, mostly Kanye, would love himself enough that he would just try to get some help. Yeah, but I'm like, is he in pain? Because I'm like, he always, this always, he always has an episode right around when music is going to come out. Yeah, last time it happened, right before his album dropped. He was supposed to drop an album yesterday, I mean Friday. So I'm like, why you only have episodes when, when music is coming out? Maybe, who knows what the stress is of coming out with that music. Let's not forget a couple of years ago, this guy was crying dead broke. And yes, Donda is nowhere to be found, people. Nowhere to be found. But this 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 pot shot visit by Chappelle, this pot shot visit by Bieber, that shit ain't helping him. He needs real you know what? He's really mentally ill, man. You can look in the man's eye and see the mental illness. He's not that good an actor. This is not we're not talking about some this is not Denzel pretending to be ill or fucking Tom Hanks who we know can convince us. This is Kanye. This is a guy who's walking around with shoes on his feet that look like uh, they're made out of some fucking uh, seashell. So he's not he's not normal. I mean, when your wife won't let you see her and the kids because you're dangerous, I don't think you do. I don't think you pull off stunts like that. I think he's above you two stunts. That's just me personally. And if it if you think that it always coincides with a release of an album, you know, I never thought about that. But let's not forget he had one of his worst episodes while he was on tour in sellout arenas. What was that? Two years ago? That was a sellout. He had to cut the tour. That shit cost him tons of money. Do you know what his insurance rates must be to to go on a concert tour? Astronomical. Not because of crime, because he won't be able to make it to the events. And, you know, I, 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 I just feel for any human being that's going through that kind of pain. You know what? It's, uh... I watched that whatever the fuck you want to call that rally thing. And I, I had to watch it because first of all, for, I never understand this for him to be a recording artist. It had to be the worst recorded public appearance by anybody in the history since like 1920. <laughs> and why we never got a clear, what did everybody who phone was there was being jammed because even the phone video sounded shitty. 
you know? So, you know what? I, I wish Kanye the best. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and bullshit nobody. I'm not going to be a fraud. Am I a big fan of Kanye West? No. Have I liked some of his music? Yes. The dude, I could do without. I ain't never owned a pair of Yeezys. He ain't never made a pair of Yeezys that were to my liking. I am not spending $400 for some shit that looks biblical and it also looks like it's a mixture of a shoe that a somebody in the Old Testament and a bum today would wear. I'm not I'm not with that. I think I'm passing. Matter of fact, I know I'm passing on that. Even though I know some people who love his shit, and I, and I, I always ask them, why, man? That, that shit looks like um, it's garbage. You know what I mean? It looks horrible. Oh, somebody just checked in again. Who we got Good there? Good morning. This is Bones. Hey, Bones. What's going on? Well, I maybe you could chime. You, you're at the perfect time. We're talking Kanye. What's your feelings on Mr. West? Uh, it's a travesty when you see someone unravel right before you uh, and he doesn't have any, it doesn't appear that he, he doesn't listen to anyone and he doesn't, um, yeah, that's what I say. He just doesn't, he's not listening because he has his mental illness or his lack of a better word. He's off his, off his meds. Yeah. And, um, and it's sad, you know, to see. And also, too, because he has money. <laughs> and uh, if you have money, then there's, it go through all different types of uh, avenues. As Todd Bridges once said about, I think it was Charlie Sheen, he said that he did, he, he doesn't have a, um, he can't hit the bottom because he has so much, you know, the money to fall back on. So hopefully something jars and registers that. He can get back on, back on point mentally. Yes, you know it's. it's I was just telling Annette how much I dislike it. Uh, I've actually known a couple of people who've had psychotic breaks. Yeah, and I'm talking about literally Tuesday. Doc, what's going on, bro? Man, sitting down, having a normal, regular conversation. Saturday. Motherfuckers babbling, eating boogers. That quick. Just that quick. And you know what? I've never seen any of them recover. Not one time have I seen them recover. The best football right, player. Right, yeah, that is, I... right. There's no recovery for it. Yeah, there's yeah. no, right, there's no, no recovery for it. You know, they have to take those, med, you know, that medication to level them out. And I and remember then, when I worked in a mental facility in Bellevue and it was the first time and here all my life I was always against medication. Oh, they don't get you know medication. And I saw a guy, he was uh, we we was talking and we was having a great conversation and you, this guy was smart as a whip, incarcerated, and then one of the nursing assistants said, Have you ever seen that guy without medication? I said, No. And then he said it's a whole different person and then he left and he came back a few months later and I was flabbergasted with this, this guy when he came back. He um office meds, talking to herself, just doing all kind of crazy things and then took the medication. Forty eight hours forty eight to seventy two hours came. 
What happened Hello? here? Yes, I'm here. Oh, yeah, I'm here. You probably got disconnected. Yeah, I'm sure he'll call back. But, you know, that's a sad situation. I, like I said, I've met several people. I've had the unfortunate pleasure or displeasure, excuse me, to know at least three people that this has happened to. Three. One of them was an uncle of mine, a major basketball player. One day, the very next fucking day, he he something just went in his brain, and he never was the same man to the day he died. And he actually died way too early. This dude went from a, a Division One recruit to next day the government was chasing him. They're trying to implant things in his brain and seeing UFOs. And nothing about this shit was fake. To him, it was as real as the hand in front of your face. So, I, you know, like I said, I feel for them. I feel that when stuff like this happens. But right. and it, I didn't want to... Go ahead. Yeah, and I, I had a um, a friend of mine... 22-year-old son. I've been on vacation with his family, and he committed suicide in Co-op City. He jumps out the window. And you're like, are you kidding me? You know? How did that happen? You know, what happened? You know? Did he smoke some bad shit? You know? Did he have, like, um, some stuff that just wasn't, that became unearthed? You know, like, with schizophrenia? And unanswered questions. And then also, too, Black black people tend to dismiss mental illness like we abs- we're immune to it or something, you know. We don't, you know, like whether you beat it out of somebody, pray it out of somebody, but no, it's real. It's real. See, here's the thing that we uh we're very uh tight to the vest with. People talk about the black experience, and there's a lot of the black experience that we want people to understand, but there's a lot of the black experience that we don't. We like to keep it private. It's like our, you know, it's like the family that has the uncle who likes to touch everybody. So we want to keep that shit private. And and one of the things I'll let out the bag is I'm going to agree with you 100%. Black people for the most part, I can't put everybody, we're not monolithic, so I can't put us all in one box. But for the most part, we laugh at mental illness. We try to exit. We try to make the myth that homosexuality is not anywhere near us. And that we turn a blind eye, for the most part, to street crime. These are three things that we don't want to ever discuss with the general public. That would be like speaking of politics and religion. We don't talk to the general public about that. Because I, I tell people, and this is the God's honest truth, man. You grew up where I grew up. We grew up with people who would be considered serial killers, and they were not considered anything but that dude. That's it. Fucking serial killers. I knew a guy who with pride killed six people one summer. Six people he bodied for barely a reason in the summer and he hung out with us every single fucking day 
We didn't even look at him cross-eyed. It was normal because you know what? Right around the corner was another guy who killed four people. And on three blocks away was a dude who killed five people. And this was normal. Normal shit to grow up with. That's not normal. It's not normal. It should never be normal. But it was normal for me. And I know for a fact the block that you grew up on had killers. For a fact, Bones. There is no ifs, ands, and buts about that. And nobody looked cross-eyed. It wasn't out of fear. It's because you knew this guy your whole life. So you didn't look at him as Dharma. You didn't look at him as Gates because he didn't, you know, carve somebody up. But I think we I think we will improve as a people when we could start looking at certain things. We have to look at mental illness. We have to look at that as not, not some kind of anomaly that it doesn't happen to us because people have mentally challenged people in their family but they kind of put them away like uh you know not in a home but i'm saying they, they kind of put them on the back burner like oh you know what if i don't go over auntie's house i never have to deal with that and it doesn't exist but it's bullshit it's true shit oh, I, I guarantee you almost every block has a slow kid what we call a slow kid Either he was picked on or you let him in the crew. I remember I used to hang out on Gates Avenue and a guy that I grew up with, he had a little snap, but we always let him hang around. Because as long as he wasn't violent. So if you would tell him you're getting out of control, he would just get sad and go home. But you could tell that he was no longer there. Because if you would have told him that 10 years ago, he might have kicked your ass. But he didn't have the stamina anymore mentally to even fight. You know? So I, um, Washington comes up with the shittiest idea ever. So they're just going to be the football team, huh? <laughs> I told you, I think they stuck in that copyright situation. I mean, yeah, and You know what? There's an old saying. Never get ready. Stay ready. Mm. That Washington football team should have known for 10 years now that have something in their back pocket just in case this bomb ever dropped. So when, when the bomb dropped, say he would never drop the name. But you know what? You don't know what society... Do you think people thought that some of these fucking uh, Christopher Columbus statues were going to come down? You think NASCAR yep. was ever going to ban the Confederate flag? You have to have a plan. Our world teaches you all the time that you have to be prepared. That's why I'm glad I listened to some older heads when I was young. They taught me about money. Always be prepared for rainy day. Don't wait till the rain, you see the cloud to buy an umbrella. You should already own five, six fucking umbrellas. And you should have one in your car. You should have one at the house. So, you know what? You don't get caught with your pants down. You don't wait to save money until you find out you're going to be laid off. You're supposed to be fucking saving money way before you, when your job is going well. You don't buy groceries 
only a fool waits till their whole refrigerator is empty to say, you know what, that's when I'm going to go grocery shopping tomorrow. No, you fucking buy groceries because you just do. I'm not, I'm not talking about people who can't. I'm talking about people who can. There's a difference. There are some people who just, they're being choked by their finances. And I, and I, I feel for them. But I'm talking about people who have finances and don't do anything to prepare themselves. That makes no sense. And I got my Mary Trump book yesterday. No, I think about two days ago. So I finally received my Mary Trump book. I hate that I'm supporting a Trump, but I just wanted to read some dirt on Donald. And my wife started reading it first and she's loving it. So I can't wait to get my hands on it. You know. I just wanted to throw that out there. Man, I um, we talked about this briefly last week, and I'm just going to make this real quick. So I I joined the two Facebook uh, golf pages, right? One I dropped because the chick was nasty. The second one I was in, everything's cool. But I don't play well with others, so I dropped out of that group also. So I decided to start my own Facebook golf page. And I did that about three days ago. And the name of the Facebook golf page is real simple. It's Black Kings and Queens Who Golf. Simple. I came up with a little bullshit picture, put it up there. I'm keeping it nice. I'm going to keep it light. Uh, I don't want... I One thing you guys probably heard me say many times was, I want to see more and more black people golf. I want to start seeing younger kids feel that they're included. I want them. I want every black kid to feel that they're included. You don't have to dream no more of just being a fucking sports hero. You can dream of being the president. So I don't want them to feel anything is out of their, out of their realm, right? So and I thought about it. I said, you know what, Doc? You could join somebody else's kingdom, or you could start your own fucking kingdom. And it might take me five years for this thing to build up, but I don't care. And if it fails, I don't care because this is my, this is just me. You ain't never trying shit unless you failed some stuff. If you playing it safe, you ain't never tried nothing. Failure is the greatest place to learn how to grow. The greatest place to learn to grow. And I would rather fall on my own sword with my own group where I know I'll be happy than to be happy in somebody else's group. I just would never feel right. And that's why I don't join groups. I'd rather start one from scratch. But that being said, and I'm going to post this, if anybody wants to come in and be an administrator and help me, I'm more than willing to have you do that. But I'm not joining any other group as long as I live for the rest of my life. It's just not going to happen. Not that I had a problem with the second one. I actually enjoyed the second one, but it's just not for me to be under somebody else's. Um, I work too fucking hard in this world to be have any control over me. I must be the one in charge. I, it's just who I am. You know. And one day I would love if y'all ever come my way to be able to take y'all to the golf course. I don't give a fuck how bad you play. That doesn't make a difference. That's not what it's about. We all used to suck. 
Anybody that tells you they didn't suck is a liar. You know what I mean? We all, you, I mean, damn, you got on the basketball court and the first time you got on the court, you scored 45 points? No, you probably didn't. It was all right to miss the fucking golf ball your first time. But after you're taught, you should be hitting that fucking ball. Man, there's a lot of music released this week. J. Cole, have you heard J. Cole's two new songs? No, I haven't heard it. Well, no, he I released, heard it. He released two. One's called Lion King on Ice. Only good. Only good. That's all I'm going to give it. And the second song he released was called The Climb Back. And I'm going to say that one was only okay at best. People have this thing with J. Cole where they put him in this they loft him really high and he really has never given me that. So I view him as just any other rapper. I don't go in with these high expectations and he didn't exceed any expectations I had at all. Not with these two songs. Now I'm going to mess your heads up guys. This morning I listened to Taylor Swift's new album called Folklore. And I'm going to tell you now, Taylor Swift is a bad motherfucker. This album was good. It's adult. There is no kitty shit. This is a grown fucking woman. And Taylor Swift will be talked about if your woman uses this word called gaslight. Either one of your women ever uses the word gaslight? Not mine. No. No. Yours neither. No, you've never. Okay, that's 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 weird to to hear that a woman doesn't use the word gaslight. But she actually came out with a song called "Mad Woman," and "Mad Woman" is going to wind up being the gaslight national anthem. And if you could make a national anthem, you've done something. And quite simply, is gaslighting is some shit that a woman does. And a man just fuels the flames, twists it in his way. And me being a man, I even enjoyed the song. You know, Donald Trump is a gaslighter. He does that to every woman he ever talks about. You know, it's not except a good for, thing. Except for gasling Maxwell. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> because he's scared of her right now. Until they find her cut up somewhere. Because I don't I don't see that ending well. I don't see that ending well. I think she really does have the dirt on some people. And she scares people. And if they did some shit, she, they should be scared. Because we're talking about a vile woman who was involved with some vile situations. But I, I recommend the Taylor Swift album. I actually have to. Now, I'm a big fan of uh, also Ely Goulden. And she released an album, and it's called The Brightest Blue, and that's a very good album. And uh, that's basically me for, oh, Logic came out with a new album called No Pressure. No Pressure, pretty fucking good album. I highly recommend it. There's a last track on the album is called Obediently Yours. And there's a speech on that record by Orson Welles 
that every fucking American should listen to. What Orson says in this speech that might have been done in the 40s, the 50s, is one of the most powerful anti-racist speeches I've ever heard in my life. And definitely the most powerful that I've ever heard by a white man of a certain status. I mean, he did not pull punches. He talked about lynching. He talked about how fucking ridiculous other white people are for hating for no reason. I mean, it, the, the speech in this is worth it because the whole record, which is kind of weird to me, he put a whole record of just that man's speech. And that speech reflects today what was going on in the 60s and every day before then since we've been on these shores. Now, Lou Williams, I'm a fan of Lou Williams. I don't know if you guys like Lou Williams or not. Yeah, he's cool. Douchebag, but cool. I I think that he's a huge douchebag. And if he did what they said he did, then he's not only a douchebag, but he's a savage. Yeah, I think I read read that he admitted it. Okay, then he's a savage. How do you go to your grandfather's funeral and then on the same day that you see your grandfather in a fucking box, you end up that night at a strip club? How do you do How does your brain turn from, I couldn't do that. This is me personally. I couldn't do it. Could you do that? Either one of you. Not me, because I'm not even in the strip clubs, but even if I was, I don't think I would. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do I couldn't go to a buddy's funeral and later on that night say, you know what? Seeing some ass and titties is uh the way I need to end this evening. You know, it's not it's, it's sex is gonna be the furthest thing from my mind after seeing a dead body. It's not what I'm gonna think of. And I'm with you, Ned. I have not been in a strip club in excess of mm, man, thirty years. One, I never felt comfortable. The dick to vagina ratio is really bad in strip clubs. Really bad. Well, not anymore. Uh, well, I think that's a new I, club now. Okay, well, uh, I don't know who these women are that go to strip clubs with their men, but I've never met that bitch. I don't want to know that chick, and I wouldn't take a chick with me to a strip club well first of all i've been to a lot of uh bachelor parties and i've been to a lot of uh post bachelor parties and the guys always say well i'm going to strip club and i always say the same thing i'm going home i got this thing about giving a woman money for anything to do with anything sexual it's just not gonna happen i don't trick i'm not giving you money for you shaking your ass it's just not gonna happen my uncle told me something when i was a, a young adult. I don't even think I was a young adult, a teenager. He said, listen here, man. Don't ever let a woman fool you that your dick is not just as important as her vagina. And I took that and I ran with it. My dick is just as important as your vagina. You're getting something out of me just as much as I'm getting something out of you. So I never look. I mean, anybody going to just throw fucking money at me for taking off a shirt? No. 
I'm not, I don't, I've seen plenty titties. I'm not paying to see no titties, man. <laughs> I, I never understood, I never understood strip clubs. This is a non-sexual situation where you sit there, you drink. I had a friend of mine back in the old days in Wall Street, strip clubs also had buffets. Buffets. I'm going to eat where this pussy hair at. That doesn't make any sense to me. There's women walking around on a stage. This was back in the you could get new days. She has her vagina and she's walking over your pizza and you're going to sit there and eat this pizza and she's a total stranger. No, man. Sex has been the easiest thing that I ever could get in my life. That's the last thing I ever pay for. Who is this calling in? Oh, it's Bones. I don't know. I somehow got disconnected. Okay. So, that was my rant on that. So, baseball's back. WNBA is back. The NBA will be back Thursday, guys. We got the Jazz, the Pelicans, the Lakers, and the Clippers. But I appreciate what the women did yesterday. During the National Anthem, they took their ass off the court. Both the Storm, Seattle Storm, and the New York Liberty. They just walked off the court. Wow. Somebody posted a message and added um, Mark Cuban about, because he said he doesn't care about his players taking a knee. he probably take one with him. And um, I forgot his senator in that state. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was like, well, I won't be at the games. And he was like, all right, bye. Well, Grandpa Munster, nobody needs you at the fucking games. You, you a coward. Ted Cruz said, is about. He said to the guy. He said the guy that first tweeted. And he was like, "Dude, imagine if you had to go to work. Tell your job to sing the national anthem every day at your job. There's a reason why they don't do that. So you can't expect the NBA players to have this have the same thing that's happened. Be forced to um, stand for it as well." Yeah, and he well, you tried to twist it. Ted Cruz tried to twist it and disrespect them. Police officers, veterans, yeah. and active Back to that narrative oh, again. Yeah. Yeah. Same narrative Listen. they've been trying. What he should have do, Ted Cruz should shut up at all times because Ted Cruz is a man who didn't even defend his wife when Trump was verbally abusing her on a campaign trail. I mean, He's got nothing to say to anybody about anything. Nothing. You know, people forget that Ted Cruz was the guy who bowed down. He didn't even lose the nomination. He just dropped. Go ahead, Ned. You were saying something? Oh, no, no. I was just saying, I just don't understand. Like, like you see these people in office, and obviously there's still people voting for them in the state, but I'm like, what what the hell are they bringing to your state familiarity people yeah, I, was are like, I just saw like a uh i was just watching a thing about um what's the guy named the head of the house no the head of the senate mitch mcconnell there's like i think the number was like 38 percent of his um kentucky is unemployed his numbers are low but they keep voting him in he's been in it for 30 years you know why what happens is, think about it. When we go to the polls November 4th, November 3rd, sorry. I should be ashamed of myself. I Shit should be tattooed in my brain. People see these names, and they go for the one that they remember. 
over and over and over again. I mean, think and about it. Lines. Yeah. What was the old dude with the nice hair from Harlem who was the Wrangle. fucking... Uh, oh, Wrangle. Wrangle. Exactly. Wrangle. Wrangle, yeah. Wrangle was basically convicted of a crime and reelected. But he was a name, you know what? Your auntie voted for him? Grandma voted for him? Because that's how fucking long he's been around. It's like the Kennedy. Ted Kennedy in Massachusetts, it was, you just go to the poll, you see his name, click. And that's what happens. I mean, everybody's not going to be a fucking John Lewis. Somebody who's about something. Some of these people are going to just get Reclicked over and over and over and over again because people are familiar with them. That's the face they see on TV, and they don't care about what they did. They have no caring about. Because recently we had a um, uh, an acquaintance, an associate. They're running for um, district attorney of Manhattan, and they was endorsed by Eric Eric Holder. So her husband sent the message like, oh, if you guys don't mind to put this out there. And I'm like, I got to see her qualifications and what she's about before I just automatically just start promoting um, her for DA, DA of Manhattan. That's an important, important role. I can't just take, oh, I know this person, so let me let me just promote what she's running for. And I'm like, nah, let me uh, do some research before I tag my name to that. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. I when I was a kid, I really didn't understand it because I was stupid. My mother was a politician. My mother was a politician, and it was embarrassing to me to see posters of my mother around the neighborhood. And but I had no grasp. I had no grasp. My parents could not sit me down and say, "One day you'll understand how important this is, son." How important what your mother's doing, what it means. But when you're seven, eight years old, all you don't want to do is see people drawing mustaches on your mother's face. You understand? So I was so glad when she finally stopped running for office. But now, in hindsight, I wish she would have kept running for fucking offices. Because, uh, you know, that would have opened even more doors for me. You know, I hate to say about nepotism and cronyism but you know when it works for you you, know you never complain about it yeah. you understand you know you, and, but you'll never complain if it benefits you that is yep. just the God's honest truth but as a kid no and I've actually found because some of this stuff is like in storage I found my mother's campaign posters and things of that nature and the people that she would run against were family friends because these were all people who were in politics, like you were mentioning, for years. This is a it becomes a business. You don't even want to go to a regular job. You just a, a lifetime politician. You know. That's that's why I think it should be fucking term limits on everything. Yeah, but good luck be, with that. Should be a senator for forty years. That's crazy. I prefer they stop with term limits on judges. I'll take that too. I'll take turn on judges. I would like for them to not be appointed for so long. You know, I'm glad this uh, Republican National Convention has been completely kiboshed. 
I I like the fact that this guy's got to eat egg. That you know he sits out there with these um you know we don't want to wear a mask we don't want to social distance but unfortunately the climate and the health concerns said shut it down. But we got a bigger problem, man. I want to know who the fuck these federal troops are. Who the fuck are these federal troops? Who's funding them? Where do they come from? With their badges? I mean, they're a scary situation to me. Very scary. Like you're circumventing the law. You're throwing away the laws of the land that's separating uh, uh, the feds from the states. The state local government is supposed to handle this like somebody's oh they're going in there that's a good thing yeah yeah we need them we need them but they're only there to protect federal property they cannot affect the rest on anybody and you wouldn't want them to affect the rest anyone like like you're looking at people like could you do a history lesson this is what they did in nazi germany they did in russia they did in rogue countries secret police arresting you throwing you in a van and uh like the guys they did in seattle you don't know who arrested you no, 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 you're just thrown in the van, and then they release you back out. You know, you're like, people are like, come on now, you bunch of idiots here. I thinking it's going to change anything. They arrested somebody in Chicago the other night, and that was because he manipulated the weapon and made it a, um, a semi-automatic. So they, they got him on a federal charge. But if he didn't um, manipulate the weapon, there would, there would be nothing that they could do. It just would be like a local charge. Totally... Um, Trump is desperate, and um, it's a good ploy when you um, you go ahead and we're going to send the troops in. Nothing's going to change in Chicago, absolutely nothing. Crime is going to go back to where it's going to, nothing's going to change. Drugs and guns, no, no education, no dreams, no hopes, no jobs equals crime. Deeply yeah. embedded in that city. Deeply embedded in that city and where we grew up. We was talking about that's what I was talking about. That's why we don't even look at that guy as a guy. That dude that's doing that crazy shit in the neighborhood, he's not looked at as a villain per se. He's only a villain Damn to the Robin Hood. Yeah, to the ones that he hurts. I had this conversation with my wife. She didn't grow up like I grew up. And I said that I would know guys who would come home from a bed. They would go to jail for 10 years. And when they came home, it was like a fucking king entering a kingdom. We talking new car, brand new clothes, apartment, and shitload of money. Taken care of like a dowry was given to them because there was a crew of guys who would do this for their crew of guys. Because at one point or another, every one of them is going to do a bid. Oh, yeah. And they didn't want you coming home naked. That, that means you ain't coming home with no fucking rejects. If Jordans are kicking, you got brand new Jordans. You know, yep. they need you to look a certain way because you represent them. It's an organization. You know? Yeah. And I'm glad. I am personally glad that I didn't get involved with that kind of lifestyle because it wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. I got this thing about a cage. Cages fuck me up, man. I'm claustrophobic. I don't want to be in one. I don't like the whole idea about it. I just, not for me. I mean, I, I never like to perpetuate the idea that everybody has to get involved. 
because killers talk to nerds too, motherfucker. I tell you the truth, they will. They will have a same conversation with a nerd. Just know your fucking lane. I mean, you live in Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, the Bronx, Yonkers. You learn your lane. It's when you cross the lanes that you fucked. So you stay in your lane and you're good. I, and and I've always been good because I stayed in my lane. It wasn't like, you know, I'm a A student on Thursday and then I'm trying to be stick up kid on Saturday. That shit don't fly. You know? Now, see, now you're acting for trouble because you don't know who you are. You know? I don't I, I don't play that. Listen, man, I watched... Uh, this will be for Net. Net, I watched Extreme Rules. Yeah. And, man, my wife watched it with me because she was like, what are they going to do about this eye thing? You know, <laughs> WWE is, 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 is out there. I'm enjoying it. The women are kicking ass, man. The women are carrying that show. But I was like, what am I watching? Really? This is this is when you have no fresh TV, you have no choice, you know. So that's nothing, a nothing on television. And listen, I'm gonna tell you have that. an outbreak summer show, but I guess the coronavirus messed that up. And and I tell you what, man, for podcasters, particularly Strange Talk with Doc, coronavirus as fucked up as it is, and how it's messed up entertainment has been great for viewership numbers. Last week's show, over 2,500. Unless just basically, when this ends, it'll be a, a, officially a week. 2,500 people listen. That's a lot of fucking people listen to us. See, I never take that for granted. I, I, I'm thrilled every time I go to that fucking thing. And I mean, have either one of you, I have to ask you, have either one of you ever listened to this podcast? Yeah, I've listened. Yes. Okay. So that makes three of us. That's a good answer. Actually, that was the only good answer, <laughs> to tell you the truth. <laughs> well, me personally, I, I listen every week because when I find, like, really interesting clips, I put them up as a, like, a commercial on Instagram or Twitter. And that's how I use social media. I don't use it to keep up on what you ate. I don't use social media to keep up on where did you go or, you know, how's your baby looking? I use it as a commercial. I listen to the episodes that I'm not called in on because I don't like the way my voice sounds. Oh, well, your voice is, is, is fine. You think you think I like the way I sound? I'm going to tell you the God's <laughs> honest truth. I'm going to tell you the God's honest truth. This is not a lie. Every time that I say goodbye, peace, peace to you and yours, because I say that at the end of every single episode. I, the first thing I do when I take off my headphones is I go, man, that sucked. What the fuck? Why did I forget to say that? And then the next morning I listen, I mean, like, you want to know something? We're fucking good. So if nobody else is going to say, I'm going to tell you now, this shit is entertaining. This is good stuff. We hit all kinds of points. You know, I... I I could be all over the place because I'll take us from here to there to there. Whatever thing pops into my brain, that's where I'm going. And then y'all guys run with it. And so that's so it's not as structured as when I do it by myself. When I do it by myself, I basically am following a script. Not a the words coming out of my mouth script, but the subject matter script. 
But when I have people who I can talk to, I can go from Corona to Trump to sports, back to television to music. And it's a beautiful thing. And I get nervous every time I put this fucking mic on net. I, I because I don't have a voice I want to hear. That's why when I'm off when I'm off basically doing this podcast, I say more words, I guarantee you, during the podcast than I will say for the entire week coming up. Entire week. I will not speak this much in an entire week. One hour is more than I will speak for a whole week. I'll be, when I see people, my neighbors, I have never spoken to a neighbor. Ever. Do you know I've never known a neighbor's name in my over 50 years? I don't know the people who live next door. I didn't know the people who live next door to me in Brooklyn. I didn't know the people who live next door to me when I lived in Queens. I just don't. I don't bother people. I don't I don't want to know you. You they describe me by You know how people describe me? The guy with the tattoos. That's who I am. I'm the bald headed guy with the tattoos and the big beard. That's it. I was going to the store the other morning. It was about eight thirty in the morning. This lady was jogging on on the same block I was walking, and I'm just walking. I'm because here in New York you don't really say good morning to people as you walking past them on the street. So she's like, "Oh my God, good morning!" And I'm like, "I was like stuck. I was like, oh shit, that never. She wasn't from the south. I was like that that never happened." here before to me walking in the street and she was black and I was like oh god that that never that has never happened in my 30 mm-hmm. years in Harlem that's happened yeah. when I've been in like other states like the uh, New Orleans North Carolina California never in New York I I get I get now what's called the guilty hello and my oh, thing is awkward. this hello yeah <laughs> And see, if you nod your head to me, I'm not going to nod my head back. I don't do that. I refuse to do that because what is that? I'm not a deaf mute. I can verbalize. So and if then you just, to you at work when you another black guy comes down the hall and he just gives you a head nod. No, no. See, well, when when it's a black person who does it, they get ignored twice. I oh. actually turn away from them because you know where I used to get that all the time in Vegas, especially since. I consider myself a black pioneer from the East Coast going to Vegas. I used to go to Vegas. I started in 96, where there was literally, it'd be eight black people on the whole fucking strip. So black guys would break their neck from across the street to to, to do the head nod. I'd be like, fuck you, man. Because you know what? I've always been people. I've never been just, I don't put myself in this box where I'm just a black guy. I'm more than that. I am that first, but I'm so much more than that. I'm a human being. So I don't think we owe each other. We don't have to acknowledge each other just because we're the only ones there. I might not like you. Like somebody told me something stupid. We have a clubhouse here, right? And the lady says, oh, you know, somebody lived in, moved in the neighborhood. They're from Brooklyn. You would love them. I was like, <laughs> you know what so you just said white. to me makes no, yes, that makes no sense. Your geographic location has nothing to do with if I would like you or not. We don't pick each other because we come from the same places. Suppose he's a dickhead who beats his wife. Would I like him? 
Well, suppose I'm a dickhead to him. Would he like me just because I'm from Bed-Stuy? No, sweetheart, it don't work that way. Where I come from, motherfuckers that live four blocks away from you be your biggest enemies. And the dudes that you meet a hundred blocks away love you. So, no. we It's different rules. You need to learn how we operate. And we don't operate like that. They Man, before I get... One thing in common, like, oh, you guys will get along great. Yeah, yeah. You're both black and you're both from Brooklyn. I've seen the guy's uh, fucking license plate, so I know who the person is. But it's not like I'm going to go out of my way. Oh, let me run outside when I see them. No, man, I mind my business. I smoke them fucking cigars you give me. I drink fake-ass beer, and I mind my business. That's what I do. That's how I live. That's why nobody's ever had a problem with me. Because I mind my business. I have my own area. Matter of fact, I got too much fucking space, man. I was, I, What I did yesterday was I rearranged this uh, other bedroom. I got this bedroom that I got. I don't know why I pay cable in this fucking thing. I don't know why I got furniture in there. Nobody ever comes and stays there. But I do. And, you know, I guess my OCD's kicking every once in a while where I got to line shit up and rearrange furniture. I do that. My wife tells me I do it like once a month. Just take a room and rearrange everything in the room. I'm talking closets, clothes, everything. But that's that's my mental illness. But my mental illness still ain't as bad as uh, Antonio Brown and Kanye's. I don't need meds for mines. I just need to get tired from moving shit around. And it's over. I don't know if either one of you seen the UFC yesterday. Was it any worthwhile? Um, I missed that one. Okay, I'm, I can't wait to see that. I got that on tape. It was on ESPN. I'm going to watch that. I think with UFC, man. It's like every other day they got a, a show. Yeah, but I need it, man. I got nothing else. I will say this, man. Netflix has been on the ball this week. I watched this show called Turned Up Charlie with Eldris Iber. Yeah. It's not that good, but I watched it. Fear City, New York and the Mafia. That's going to fuck you up if you watch it because you actually see Rudy Giuliani acting like a normal human being for once. Well, he turned into a vampire. Yeah, well, it's still the same Rudy, but he acted normal because he was talking about his greatest moments, taking down the mob. Yeah, I'm just uh, saying, now he's like, oh, 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 oh. He, he's giving, he, it's him today talking about then. Yeah, yeah, but they made sure that he only did cameos, like... It would only be like a one-minute clip of Rudy talking, and then the next episode, one minute. They they know that people don't like Rudy, so they didn't make it about Rudy. They made it about everybody but Rudy. Then this is a documentary that I think anybody can like. It's called Sinatra, All or Nothing at All. I learned some great things about Frank Sinatra. I didn't know that Frank Sinatra was so non-racist. He hated racism. So that was a beautiful thing. I watched a show called Generation Iron Part 3. That's good. I love bodybuilding stuff. Then I watched C.T. Fletcher, My Magnificent Obsession. That was very good also. If you want to see a a show about a guy and his father who hate each other, which was sad. It was so fucking sad how much his father hates him and how much he hates his father. I'm glad that's not my story. I love my dad to death, man. I love my dad. 
but it was uh that was a, a rough one. Now this week coming up, the world's toughest prisons season five is coming out on Netflix, and Last Chance You is coming out on Netflix the twenty eighth and the twenty ninth. Last Chance You. Oh yeah, I, I can't wait for that. I think that's the twenty eighth, and World's Toughest Prisons is the twenty ninth. But don't quote me on that. But C.T. Fletcher is like a big time YouTuber. He's one of those guys, you know, with those big, huge ass arms. He's always cussing and working out. Matter of fact, he works out with WWE people, the Rock, celebrities, and people like that. But he's like a big YouTube sensation. And um, he gave me a, actually a very good idea for what I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to save it for next week because it's a really personal and I've for some reason, I've kind of held this to the breast, but I want to talk about health and heart, and I've avoided that shit for years. Since we've been doing this, I've skated around it like I'm embarrassed, and you know what? There's nothing to be embarrassed. I'm I'm strong as an ox, and I think I can give somebody some hope by just letting them hear parts of my story. My whole story, no, I will not go into that, but I will talk about some stuff to deal with heart. And I thank C.T. Fletcher for, you know, giving me that little push. You know, if something bad happens, you say you get shot, you get stabbed, you get injured. You you shouldn't be ashamed that these things happen to you, especially if you survived them. It wasn't your fault, unless it was your fault. What happened to me wasn't my fault. It just happened. And I'm tired of acting like it didn't happen. I do it all the time. I treat it like it, though it didn't happen. and it, It's as real as the fucking moon and the sun. And guys, if you got seven seconds, it's going to take you seven seconds of your life. Go see Sonata Estrada knock this chick out in seven seconds in a boxing match to happen on ESPN. I believe it happened Thursday. Awesome. Awesome. Seven second knock. And I'm talking... She put her, not knocked her down, I said put her to sleep, stiffened her body out. Seven seconds. Seven se- it took longer to announce her name than for the fight. Wow. Yeah. Just speak about Nick Cannon? Huh? Did you speak about Nick Cannon? What, what you got about Nick? What that thing with... Uh... When you speak of Professor Griff and they kicked him off all it, a lot of his platform. I think we spoke about that last week, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, we did last week. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, anyway, Fred's the, the biz marquee. You know, he has the coronavirus and he's sick in a Maryland hospital, not doing so well. Okay, so they, they, they now are saying what it was. Yeah. Okay, because I when I originally that. heard it, they, they just said he was sick and they wouldn't get into detail. And you know what? I'm, I'm wishing Biz the best. He's one of those people who entertain people. See, some people have good shining lights. Biz has got a, he's got a bright shining light. He's like he brings joy with him. So I wish him nothing but the best. I wish his family the best. I hope he can recover from this shit, you know. But he has that other beast on top of it, you know, diabetes, and you mix it in with that, and it makes it hard. That's why we got to take care of ourselves and. That's why I want to talk about some some health things. I can't I can't just talk about everything else in the world and never talk about doc, you know. Because from what I heard, he had dropped. 
he had dropped 140 pounds. Oh, wow. Why, why is it mm-hmm. not getting coverage? I didn't see anything on it. No, it's been out there. It's been out there for a day, but I didn't hear anything about the Corona part until Bones just mentioned it. Yeah, they said he's been in the hospital several weeks. Which I, I don't. I, is that normal for Corona? Is it a week type deal? Yeah, depending on um, the severity of it for you, you know, it's different for each different people, you know. Yeah, I don't, you know what, I don't want, I don't want the fucking coronavirus. I ain't joking, man. I don't want it, man. I don't want it. Please don't take that shit somewhere else. I am wearing my mask. I keep to myself. My wife, my wife's something else, man. As soon as I get back in the car, the first thing she hands me is those fucking wipes. Here, wipe. I was like, why am I wiping? She was like, you've been touching shit, man. (laughs) You know, you've been touching. Well, see, I don't know about New York. But we even have arrows telling you what aisle, which way you're supposed to be going. Yeah, we don't like have that. But not, not at least up here. Yeah, we, we have like arrows in the aisle. Like if you're in an aisle and the arrow's pointing the other way and you're going the opposite, you're like, you're not supposed to be going this way. We still have doors that are only entrance and exits. You know, and I, I keep up with everything. Matter of fact, I have to go get my car uh inspected this week and i really don't want to be up in the garage but i'll sit outside and let them do what they got to do even in this fucking stifling heat i'll take my car to jiffy loop tell them top me off on all my liquids give me my emissions because i can't even believe this they actually sent out my uh, state registration early which they always i usually always have to call them and say when am I going to receive it? This is the first time I've ever actually received it two months in advance because I'm not even due to October. But I don't mind. Better than having to get it when when you don't, I mean, when your shit expires. Oh, my God, that's annoying. Yeah, but see, I I usually, like I said, I have to call. Usually I call. This time I can actually even pay by check. The last two times I had to play by credit card because it was so, it came in the mates, the mail so damn late. And I, shit, I think my insurance is, um, that's the one thing that's good here. Our insurance is fairly reasonable. It's not like uh, New York. Nobody's paying three, four thousand unless you've been in a shitload of accidents. I mean, oh, yeah, if you pay. Corrected. Sorry to cut in. Go ahead. Uh, Bismarck kid, they thought it was Corona because he had the symptoms, but they said it's the diabetes that's messing him up all of these okay. weeks, which another thing we definitely just put on the back burner, like it's not that serious and it just jacks up all your organs. Listen, diabetes, you're going to have heart issues. Diabetes, you might have seizure issues. Diabetes is going to make your eyes, your joints, and shit like that not work the way they're supposed to. It's a deadly thing, but we, you know what? Let's spend a couple of minutes, like I said, on this next week. If you call in, we'll talk about it. You don't even have to have had it yourself. You might have known somebody who suffered through these things, and just your experience dealing with these illnesses, they help. Because you know what I need to start doing? I need to start filtering some of the emails that I get from people about what we talk about to you guys. 
so you could see them. Because people reach out for the, the, the silliest things like we're experts. I mean, like, you know, it's, we're talking. We're not experts, but you know what? They I think, think I got a that you're really a doctor. Yeah. You know what? I got a, I know for a fact that I have a bunch of homebound people who other people don't talk to. So it's like I'm that person who's giving them a per- private phone call every week. So when we talk, they don't want to ever talk. But they just like listening, you know. There are people. There's all types of people in the world, and I, I I appreciate them because if they didn't do it, then we'd be just sitting here with three fucking listeners. So I I don't mind. But every once in a while, they will ask me things that though I'm some expert and I have no clue other than what just came out of my mouth. So that's fine by me. I don't know what you guys got on the agenda today. My number one goal today is to stay cool. We talking to maybe for the eighth straight day, damn near a hundred and something degrees. So we've been sizzling, man, sizzling down here. It's ungodly. It's been bad. It's been bad running these damn air conditioners. I got to see what this Con Edison go be next month. Yeah, yeah, Duke Energy for me. And I thank God. I always appreciate. I gotta know. Look this person's name up one day. The creator of Central Air and Central Heat is a hero of mine. I mean, I, I I love that person because I can't imagine an AC. I can't imagine a fan. But this Central Air, coming out of not being, you know, being from New York and never living any place that had Central Air to I came to North Carolina, it was one of the greatest joys that I got when I got here. You mean tell me I can cool the whole fucking place off at one time? That's fantastic. And control the temperature? Yeah. Ain't nothing like being in a window. nice, cool room, and then you walk into a room that's hot as shit. Listen, I lived in Brooklyn, man. I had a, I had to give my AC away the day I moved because I, the last night that we were in New York was 98 degrees. So... Somebody was at my house before we went to the airport, 6.30 in the morning to pick up my AC. But I used to have to have my AC in the window. And the back room, it never reached there. It never reached there. (laughs) They don't have to deal with that anymore. I mean, every room is cooled at the same temperature. It's beautiful. My wife has got the oven on right now in 96 degrees, and I don't feel shit because my AC is pumping. You know? That's what you got to do. You got to move on up in the world sometimes. Shit, to move up, I had to move out. (laughs) I wouldn't be as comfortable in New York right now as I am today. I'm going to admit that as much as I hate North Carolina, and I don't like North Carolina, guys. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit. This is a big city boy. This ain't, I don't even, I had, this debate the other day with my wife uh, baby this ain't no city this shit is the suburbs it's all burbs one burb that intertwines with another burb that intertwines with another the city is the size of smaller than uh, let's see World Trade Center to City Hall that's it that's all downtown that's the whole downtown period you can't call that a city that's like an interruption between a highway. I've never been to North Carolina since I was a kid. Jesus. 
you you are actually positively not missing anything. Now, Charlotte is a big city. Raleigh is a small city. It's a suburb. Now, if you're looking for suburbs, a place to come and die, Raleigh could be on the top of your list. I mean, you can golf. You can own guns. Uh, you you got highway access everywhere. So it has its pluses, but I still felt that I have a little bit of, like, energy. I mean, when I first came, we used to go to clubs, but it was the same two fucking clubs. I mean, how often can you go to the same two clubs? You know, you got to have some variety. It's not a lot of variety here. And and big city food, you're not getting. Not, not in Raleigh. You know, I don't fuck around with Durham. Durham is uh, more ghetto. I don't. I don't, I don't, I ain't going to bullshit you. I stay out of people's ghettos. I'm born and raised in one. I don't need yours. First of all, I don't know the rules and regulations of yours. And I'm not trying to learn them at this advanced stage. So I, I, I pass on about that. This, uh, I don't know if we talked about it before I joined, but um, the, the Tyson announcement, his new league. Uh... Would you pay good money for it? No, I'm not paying good money. And I'm saying good money is anything over $30. If these are $20 events on pay-per-view, I'll watch them. But do I really want to see him and Roy go at it? No, man. I really don't want to see him and Roy go at it. Already know that they're not going to use full power. Well, did they say that? Because Mike Damshaw lied on first take. He said, I'm going to be Mike Tyson. But supposedly it's the exhibition and for them to get the license, they said they, was, they, they wasn't going to go out there and try to hurt each other. Okay, they got to wear headgear. That's mandatory. And they probably going to wear 16-ounce gloves. Yeah, yeah, the gloves are definitely going to be bigger, but shit. Those are pillows. Tyson looks like he hit you regardless. <laughs> yeah, but Roy... Really... Jones can't take a good headshot anymore. But I, you know what? I don't know, man. Do I really, like, he said some shit like, would I want to see Allen Iverson go head up with Skip to Malou? No, I'm not paying to see Allen Iverson play one-on-one with Skip. I, I, some of it, 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 put it to you this way. If the UFC and football and baseball are around when this jumps off, I'll ignore this. That's just me. This ain't real Mike Tyson. This ain't the Mike Tyson that made us all get together on Saturday nights across the country, you know, was and be excited. That, uh, uh, what's the guy named from Kansas City, the wide receiver? Kansas City? Uh, yeah. Tariq? Hill? Yeah, he ran with Owens and Owen and um, Ocho Cinco, and Terrell was still running like a 4.4 or 4.6. Yeah, well, Terrell is a freak. That is a freak. That's a man who took care of himself. He had some God-given abilities that are off the scale. I mean, would I pay $25 to see two people race no matter who they are? No. No. I'd rather, get, I'd rather put that in an envelope and give it to a fucking shelter. <laughs> Especially since to, the next day or two, I can find all this shit for free. No. I mean, would I watch... They, they took Canelo's date, but I think more people were tuning in to Tyson Jones than they were tuning in for Canelo and a uh, bum. 
don't get me wrong, Nat. Please don't don't misconstrue me. Tyson Jones is going to be a cash cow. Cash cow. But the thing is, I know he's going to ask for over 50. I know it. Because to be a successful pay-per-view, you really do need to charge about 50 bucks. But it's what happens after I don't think will be as successful. Because you know what? People love the big three. But I never really had a conversation with you. Think about all these shows. Pre-corona, we never really spent more than three minutes talking about any big three game. If we ever really talked about the big three. And this is what that kind of situation is going to be, right? Yeah, that's true. People... People want to remember you how you were. You know what? It's not as cute seeing two guys with fully gray beards in a fucking boxing ring. Like I said, the first one, highly successful. That's just going to be a a blockbuster because it's got nothing to compete with. But if he has any competition out there, say the NFL is kicking off, man, people are not going to watch. But with no competition, it's going to be highly successful. Highly successful. But I'm going to tell you, gentlemen, man, I appreciate you calling in. I want y'all to have a great week. Stay safe, man. Stay safe. Wash them hands. Stay away from the fucking people coughing. You know, touching shit they shouldn't be touching. Don't let them touch you. Fuck a bro hug right now until this shit's over. Definitely. Have a good one, fellas. You too. Bones. Be easy, brother. I guess he's out of there again. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you people like I tell you each and every time. This is Strange Talk with Doc. Netboy called in. We had Bones on the air with us today. And once again, I want to join you to join me in helping me get this Facebook golf page off the ground. It is quite simply called Black Kings and Queens Who Golf. I want to just promote golf to young people across the America and the world. No judgment. This is a no judgment Facebook page. We do not dog people out about their swing. We do not judge them on the clothes they wear. All we're interested in is getting clubs in kids' hands and give them an alternative to basketball, baseball, football, because everybody doesn't have the skill level for those type of things. And they need something to occupy their mind. And I would appreciate you just joining in. Post some pictures. Do whatever it is that you like. And this is Doc. Once again, this is Strange Talk with Doc. You can find me anywhere. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people. Peace to you and peace to yours. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.